And just like that, it's Friday. Welcome to your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Realty expert John Brodeen standing by. We're going to talk with him in just a minute. What would tomorrow look like if you sold your house today? Maybe you'd move to a new city or a new country. Maybe you'd pick up birding or birdies. You could get into wine, not that into wine, or skiing, warmer skiing. Or maybe you'd spend more time doing nothing at all. When you're ready for whatever comes next, we'll be ready to help you get there. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. All right, and here he is, man, the one, the only John Brodeen. Hey. How you doing, man? Good. Good, good, you? good, good. Um, I'm excited. It's Friday. Yeah. Uh, you got any big plans for the weekend? I'm, uh, yeah, we're going with two other couples to Whitefish, Montana. Oh. So we're leaving, we're taking the train, so we're leaving oh, early tomorrow morning. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. How long of a train ride is that, do you yeah, know? 17 hours. Okay. Is it not, I mean, you got to stop a few places, but I, it's, you're basically on the train the whole time? I think so. I've actually never done it. I've never done the train ride before. I think I've be been to Whitefish fun. before, but yeah. we drove. Okay. Driving's like 14. Okay. Um, so, but, yeah, they got to stop in the towns and mm, all that stuff, so... All right, I've you heard go. The train's kind of enjoyable, though. It, oh, it, yeah, yeah. It makes it more fun. They are. Um, I, I've trained a lot around Europe. Mm. Uh, I oh, took an old gold yeah. mine train up in the Yukon one time, which was pretty cool. But yeah, I've always awesome. heard going on rail from here west is so much fun. Yeah. Uh, a lot to see. And and the thing is, is railroad tracks don't follow highways all the time. So yeah. you get to see a lot of cool stuff. Are uh, you going skiing or what? Yeah, skiing. Oh, man. Um, yeah, we've got a nice little ski in, ski out. Uh, place rented for the six of us and nice right on the slope and so the the train ride will be pretty boring and flat Mm -hmm. like because we've driven this before until you get to like the last two three hours sure sure it's crazy because you're in you're in flat eastern montana you get to the western part of the state everything's flat and brown Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden when you're about you know two hours driving away from whitefish boom you're in the mountains yeah yeah trees and snow and and the cool mountains. thing about being on a train is you can make it a champagne flight the whole way because yep, nobody's you know driving yeah exactly <laughs> you know you are a guy that uh you're on social media a lot you do mm-hmm. a lot of different things um you're a numbers guy i know that it, it, it that means a lot to you but i want to know about decoding john's market update videos because yeah. a lot of the things i know when we talked wednesday about um people that maybe just sound smarter than they really are yeah and 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 i know that's not what you're trying to do but there are still people that aren't very smart like me that might not get everything but um if we could talk about decoding your market updates a little bit uh maybe in layman's terms i don't know yeah that that's an issue that i have sometimes is where i'll uh i i have a tendency to keep going deeper and deeper into mm-hmm. stuff, but then I, it is hard to make it um, something that's really easily understandable. To dumb it down for guys like me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say it. You said okay. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks. But so when I do my market update, I've been doing this every single month. I haven't missed a month mm-hmm. since, uh, since somewhere in 2017. Okay. Um, wow. So I'm, yeah, kind of, kind of proud of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> But so every, every single, there's been a few things I've added over the years, you know, so I haven't been doing every single one of these stats for the entire, whatever it is, six years that I've been doing this. But every time I talk about, uh, I'll talk about the total number of active listings. That's pretty self-explanatory. That's how many listings are on the market when I check, which I always check on the first of every month. Okay. Um, and this does include the number of homes that are active still, but they're contingent on home inspection. So they have not gone pending yet. 
Um, so the number of homes that are actually still like available, available is a, is a, le- a little less. Like for example, when I checked on the 1st of December, um, there were 146 active listings, but 15 of those were active contingent upon home inspection. Um, so there's basically like 131 that are truly available, but you never know. Some of those might fall apart. Um, you see some that do. Then the next thing I, so active listings, it tells us a lot when we look at it compared to like past months and, you know, past years, Mm -hmm. um, on its own, it doesn't tell us that much. The other, you know, I'll, I'll get into this more later, but there's one statistic in order to make sense of the active listings and really understand what that means. There's another statistic that you need. So I'll cover that a little later on. Okay. So then I also talk about the number of new listings. This is just how many listings have hit the market, um, in, in the past month. Um, so from, for example, this most recent one that I put out, I just put it out on Monday. It okay. Was, the numbers are from November 1st, 2023 to December 1st, 2023. Um, then I look at how many listings have closed in that same time period. Now, one thing is the, cl- the number of closed listings is not the most important thing on the, on the market update because it's a lagging indicator. The stuff that is closing during the month of November, for example, it probably went under contract uh, during September, late September. Okay. Um, so uh, it's a lagging indicator. It doesn't show how many buyers are in the market right now. It shows how many buyers were in the market about 45 days ago, 45 to 60 days ago. So um, then I look at the average days on market. This is a pretty important one. This is, uh, I should distinguish, this is not from listing until they get an offer. This is from listing until closing. Okay. Um, can give It can give the average homeowner an idea of how long it would take to sell had they put their house on the market, how long it would take for them to get to closing. So it varies some. Um, and, you know, you'll notice like the highest it's been in 2023 so far was 138. That was back in February. And that's on closed sales. So those are on sales where they probably went under contract in December and early January. Mm-hmm. It's the slowest time of the year. Right, right. So that's why the mar- days on market was so much higher. Then when you look at July, those are homes that probably went under contract in uh, early June and May, busiest months of the year. Average days on market, 55 days. So you, you can see seasonal patterns when you look at this. Um, then I look at the average sale price. That's the next thing I talk about. Um, the average sale price is something, another statistic that people probably shouldn't pay, don't put that much stock in this number since we're looking at only a month's worth of transactions. Mm-hmm. If you had a month where a uh, you know, million and a half dollar home sold, or you know, that's going to throw off the number and the average sale price is going to be higher that month than it was the month before. If you had a whole bunch of really cheap houses sell a different month, your house isn't fluctuating in value as much as the average sale price from month to month goes up and down. It's better to look at the average sale price and median sale price for the entire year. Okay. And I do make a yearly uh, recap every, every year, January. So um, then I talk about the pending sales. This is one of the, this is probably one of the most important ones to pay attention to the um, pending sales, everything that accepted offers and went pending during that month. So they got past home inspection. They don't go pending until they get past home inspection. But this is a pretty up-to-date indicator of how much activity is happening in the market. It's probably one of the most important things. And this is that number I was talking about that you need this number in order to make sense of the number of active listings. Because if 10, pen, if 10 homes were going pending per month and there was 146 active listings, You've got a ton of it, ton of inventory, mm-hmm. right? If 
100 homes are going pending per month and you've got 146 active listings, you have extremely low inventory. So you don't know if you are in a high inventory situation or a low inventory situation unless you can know the number of active listings. You don't know if it's high or if it's low until you look at how many homes are actually selling per month. The reason I like the pending sales is that's the most up-to-date indicator of what our market is like right now, not what our market was like 45 days ago Right. when right. you look at closed. Mm-hmm. So um, the most important thing that I cover in the market update is the months of inventory. So we were just talking about how you need both pending sales, how many homes went pending in a month, um, as well as the active listings to kind of make sense of the market. Well, the months of inventory puts those two numbers together. You just take the number of total active listings divided by the number of homes that went pending that month, and that gets you a number. For example, in November, uh, when we checked December 1st, there was 146 active listings on the market. 32 homes went pending during November. That, when you divide 146 by 32, you get 4.56. That's the number of months of inventory. It would take about four and a half months for every single one of those 146 active listings to sell okay. if they continued selling at the current at rate, the rate that they're selling. Okay. Um, so any now there's a way to make more sense of this, which I talk about in my videos. Anything below, if that number is below five, right now it's at four and a half. If that number is below five, we're in a seller's market. If it's if that number's two, it's a really strong seller's market. If that oh, number is okay. four and a half, you know, we're sure. pretty close to equilibrium. If it's between five and six, it's a balanced market where neither buyers or sellers have a huge advantage or disadvantage. It's a pretty good balance between supply and demand in the market. If that number's over six, that means it's a buyer's market. There's a lot of inventory out there in proportion to the number of homes that are selling. So the higher the number this is, the more it favors buyers. The lower the number this is, the more it favors sellers. Um, so that's the, if you're not going to pay attention to anything else in my market update, pay attention to that. And it does fluctuate through different times of year. The lowest that it's been all year was 2.25 months of inventory back in May. Uh, the highest that it's been all year was 4.65 months of inventory in September. So usually fall and winter, higher months of inventory because there's fewer transactions happening, fewer pending sales. The times when it's the lowest is usually spring because inven- like number of active listings hasn't quite gone up very much yet, but there's a ton of buyer activity happening in those months, meaning that's the best time of year to sell. And the best time of year to buy is, so far this year has been September, but it's probably going to be, you know, when we look at the month of December and mm-hmm. January of mm-hmm. 2024, those are probably going to be the best months to, to buy something because fewer buyers in the market to compete against, right? Um, then we look at the uh, the mortgage rate, the mortgage interest rate. That's pretty self-explanatory. It's nice to compare it to previous months. Mm-hmm. Um, as with any of these numbers, it's nice to compare to previous months, compared to a year ago, compared to pre-COVID, all that kind of stuff. Um, and right now, actually, some kind of nice news is they've gone down to like 6.625. Oh, it's so, going down? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. They, they dropped pretty substantially um, this week. This week, late last week. Wow. Um, yeah, they were at, uh, like when I checked on um, November 1st, it was 7.875. Wow. And 
when I checked on December 1st, they were 6.875. And then when I checked this morning, right before I came here, uh, they were at 6.625. So wow, some good news for the home buyers out there. The, so every, yeah. everything you have just talked about, uh, when, when we talk about your market update videos and everything, is this one of the things that separates a regular realtor from a realty expert? Do all realtors do what you do every month? And if not, do they steal your information? Because I don't mind. They do. I, exactly. They, I, I don't I mean, care if they steal it. I, uh, I a lot of them, hey, if I if I put this out there every month and they just watch my video, mm-hmm. that means more home buyers and sellers sure. are getting, getting good sound advice when they ask their realtor how yep. the market is. So I, I don't mind one bit. Yeah, you, you're not afraid of uh, any of the realtors stealing uh, your, your moves, no, if you will? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, if they, hey, I, I find it flattering, so... They, and, can, they and, can steal away. You know, and this is something we have preached about since we started these Berkshire Hathaway podcasts. You guys are realty experts. Every time you come in here, uh, I learn something new. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, to be a realtor, to be a realty expert, it takes some knowledge. It yeah. takes a lot of knowledge. And, and you guys all got it going on, man. Um, it, it's, it's a no-brainer. If you're thinking about buying or selling to get a hold of one of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, when people ask me how the market is, I want to actually be able to give them a good answer. Mm-hmm. This, this gives me accountability where I'm checking on it every single month. Right. Right. Um, you're I not just pulling numbers out of your butt. And then I can give buyers and sellers better advice uh, sure. because I know what is the latest on the housing market has mm-hmm. it shifted a certain direction that would change what type of decisions we want to make right. uh, recently or something. Okay. So, yeah. um, I, before we wrap things up though, um, you're taking off tomorrow morning. Yeah. So yeah. I'm guessing uh, baby girls going to the grandparents. Yep. yep. And how long are you going to be gone for? Uh, get back like late night on Wednesday. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be fun. Don't, it's going to be fun. Don't break a leg. I know. Or don't I do know. anything like that. I'm, I'm going to be cautious. <laughs> I'm not that. I, what, I can bunny see. I'm not like. Yeah, I'm not doing any daredevil crap. Are you a pretty good skier? I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can get around. I'm not like good enough where I can just go flying through the moguls at full speed sure. or anything. But Do you I have can, all your own gear? Uh, no. Okay. I, I rent it every time. Okay. Yep. I, yep. And how's yeah. the wife? Is she a pretty decent skier? Uh, yeah. She's. Yeah. She, she she's more cautious. Yeah, she well, likes to go slow. That's all right. That's all right. It's still fun. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. I, I envy you. Yeah, uh, to thanks. get away from here. Yeah. Well, at least the weather's not so bad. But It'll be uh, nice up yeah, fish. Um, I had uh, enjoyed today yeah. uh, again, man. Yeah. I, I learned something. And, and if somebody does want to get a hold of you, realty expert John Brodine, to find out about some of these things we've talked about, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, check me out on YouTube. Check me out on all the socials. Putting videos out all the time. If you want to become a client, seven zero one two one three five four two eight. Safe travels, my friend. Thank you. All right, there you go. John Brodeen, your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. We'll have another one coming up for you on Wednesday. Until then, have yourself a great weekend, everybody.